Good morning, church. Good morning. Welcome. It's, such, it's, been a, it's been a crazy week for me, at least, but I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be home. This is what I call my home. Yes. But uh, please, please stand. Please join us as we praise our Heavenly Father.
Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for letting us gather here today. There may be some uh, many heavy burdens on, on some of our plates, maybe all of our plates, but uh, we come to you every time. We come to you, and sometimes we're praising your name in joy. Sometimes we, we say your name when we're heavily burdened and sad. But either way, that name is more powerful than anything that we have. You know, and that's, that's, the, that's why we're here. We're yes. here to praise you. Praise your name. What a wonderful name.
Now you will. 
give it up to him right now. Fall from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. God, we're so grateful. God, we come before you. We're gathered here today, God, to just give you all of our glory and all of our praise, God. It all belongs to you. Everything that we have belongs to you, God. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for each one of us and meet us here right where we're at, Lord Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, Living Stones, we're so glad you're here. Why don't you go ahead and greet one another? Good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Doing good? Terrible. Must be even better than that. Oh, that's why you're here, to be lifted up. Amen. Amen. Well, tell your neighbor you are awesome. Oh, you're awesome. Good morning. I'm going to continue in our worship with tithes and offerings. And One thing I love about God is that God is a generous God, and he teaches us generosity, and he moves in and through our generosity. In in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, it says, give, somebody say give, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. You know what, it doesn't stop right there, but that sounds pretty good right there, just like that, but it, there's a, just a little bit more. It says, the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Like, I, I, we could, Jesus, you know, we could have just gone without that last sentence. Just like, we just give, you know, just give a little bit, and then it just pours out over our lap. That sounds good to me, right? You know, like, God, I'm just going to give you a little bit, and I just expect you to explode. But he goes further, and he says... The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Man, those little steps of faith. I encourage you, wherever you're at in your, in your tithing journey, maybe, maybe you're not quite to 10% yet. You're going like, oh, I'm try- just trying. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm living in Malachi 310. I'm, I'm going to test God in this. I want to see him move. But you, so you test him with your tip, and you wonder what's going to happen, you know. And maybe, maybe a little bit of prompt service just for one meal, huh, you know. But... Uh, but when you start to really test him, you say, God, I'm going to give you this 10%, and I'm going to believe that even when I couldn't make it on 100, I believe that you're going to do more with 90 than I could have done with 100. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that you teach us the truth so that we can function in and through everything that you have for us. And Lord, as we, sit, as we give and bring our offerings this morning, as we bring our tithes to the storehouse, God, we, we, we preach your word back to you. 
that says, as we give, we expect that you will move. We expect that you'll do things we couldn't do, that you'll, you'll, you'll overflow. And so, Father God, we thank you for the overflow right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Oh, who's excited this morning? I'm excited this morning. If this is your first time, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Welcome and to being part of the family. Come on. Lift up a shout, but we, we've got a gift for you. So before you leave, stop at that welcome table that you saw as you walked in. We got some gifts for you. Thank you, my man. Look at that. Refreshed. If you refresh others, you then will be refreshed. Amen? So good. I, I'm going I'm to refresh some people. You know, I'm just, uh, my mother-in-law's like, what? <laughs> oh, the soak zone, yes. But yeah, if it's your first time, we have a gift for you. So stop by that table. Grab that gift. Right, we hope that you'll enjoy that and, and uh, that we can get your information and get to know you more and hang out together. If you're not on it already, download the Church Center app. Come on, everybody say that together with me. Church Center app. Church Center app has everything on it, right? So if you want to register for things, you want to be a part of stuff, be, with, be a part of groups, all the fun stuff is on the Church Center app. You can give through there. You can do all of it through there. It's pretty awesome. Pretty incredible. Um, I would encourage you to follow us on so- social media. Anyway, follow us on <laughs> follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on all those things so you can be up to date on everything. Do we have any high school middle schoolers in here or parents of high school middle schoolers? Yeah. Join youth on Tuesdays. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. we have our youth group. Um, you can sign up on the Church Center app, get the information, go see Mama Jen over there, Pastor Jen, and go see her and be a part of youth group. Um, where are my ladies at? Give me a shout. Oh, the ladies are good shouters. We need to work on that, men. We need to work on that, but the, the ladies are good shouters. But ladies, you have something to shout about because we have a movie night for our ladies. You're going to go see a movie, and it's going to be so awesome. So register on the, on the Church Center app to do that. Um, I do not remember what the movie was because no one dies in it and no, nobody gets shot. Like, what is it? Redeeming love? Wow, that sounds amazing. Mm. Yes, indeed. It's going to be awesome. So sign up. Have fun as ladies. You can go out, have some snacks, and have a good time. It'll be amazing. If you are new here and you have not attended a Here We Grow luncheon, We would love for you to come and do that. Get to know our pastoral team. Ask questions about theology. I'll have everyone else answer that. And uh, no, it'll be be fantastic. But we have lunch for you. But you got to sign up so we know how many people to get food for. And it'll be a good time. It'll be a good, good time. And child care will be provided as well. So um, it's another hour you can get rid of your kids. So that's an awesome thing. Amen. Amen. Well, we love being connected, you guys. So connect with us. We have changed when we come in to set up and tear down, so come in at 8 a.m. Somebody say 8 8 a.m. Tell your neighbor, it's 8 a.m. We're coming at 8 a.m. Nobody got shouted on that one, that last one. They're like, we're We're coming at 8 a.m.? Oh, goodness gracious. No, come at 8 a.m. We have so much fun hanging out together, setting up together, learning all the different pieces and parts. It's so fun and so awesome. So get involved, be a part, be a part of a group. Somebody say, I'm ready for the word. Are you, though? Are you, though? Come on, I'm ready for the word. God's going to move in a huge way. You know, I don't usually get to preach two days in a row. 
So, because I got to preach yesterday for the, for the men's conference. Men, was that awesome? Was that fun? Right? Good to see you, man. Thanks for coming. This gentleman came. He was at the, the men's, men's conference yesterday. He's like, man, that was good. I'm going to come tomorrow. I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's, let's build the kingdom together. Amen? We're going to have a good time. Now, I, was, I was shouting obscenities and all kinds of crazy stuff. It was awesome. Spitting, pe- spitting all over people. It was, it was incredible. Just anointing just all over everybody. In the name of Jesus, it's so good. All right, where are my paper Bible people at? Do we got some paper Bibles in the house? We got a few of them? Ooh, oh, my goodness, look at that bedazzled goodness over there. Jeez Louise, man. I'm, I'm waiting to see if I can get some with, like, neon lights and stuff like that. They'll hold it up be like, Pastor, come on, or something on there. Yeah, we'll see if we get one of those. But anyway, go ahead and turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. We're going to hang out there for the majority of the day. And... I had an, a different message prepared for today, and then I woke up this morning, and I looked at my notes, and I went, that's not it. So I woke up at 5 a.m., and I was like, that's not what God wants to say. So I wrote up a whole new message this morning, because God wants to say something today. So if it's your first time, it's probably a word for you. If you've been here so many times, and you usually get bored, this message is probably for you. Never bored? Come on. That's what I'm talking about. You're never bored. Who else is never bored? Oh, my goodness. Good. I'm glad you're not bored. People that are online, let's see who's online today. I love talking to the people online. Lift up, put a shout in the chat. Some, say something awesome. Vicky Herrera, Phil Norman, uh, Catherine Pereira. Pete Leppelman is double dipping. He's awesome. Dorothy Faraganin. Carmen Sanchez. We got people all over the place. We got people watching in Brazil. We got people watching down in Mexico, out in Estonia. Man, I don't. I I can't get people to get here on time like in normal California time, but people are watching in Estonia, right? That's that's. I just love that. It's like, come on, no excuses. I want to hear God's word. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm and Jared, love you, man. Thank you for serving our country, brother. Appreciate you being out there and, and volunteering for that. It's a big, big thing. All right, let's get in the Word. Are you ready? As we get, who, who's in Luke chapter 5, verse 1? Are you there? Good, good. Because you know what? I was thinking about something this morning, and I, I have, I've got two kids. I have an 8-year-old who's turning 9 in the next week or two or whatever it is, the 25th. He's turning 9. I'm like, Lord Jesus. He's turn, I know, right, Suzanne? Like, oh, my gosh. He was 3 when we first came here and started pastoring here and this little tiny guy, now, now our little Judah is three. It's crazy. But you know what? I, I had all these theories about parenting when I wasn't a parent. Is anybody with me, right? Or were you the same way? Like when I was dating my, my, my bride, right, my fiance, and, and we, were, we were going to restaurants, and we'd see like across the, the restaurant, we hear just these kids screaming like crazy. And I'm like, what are these parents doing? Take care of your kids. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there like, if those were my kids, they'd be sitting still and quiet. We have all these theories before we're parents, right? And you're just like, I just want someone else to cook. The kids can be crazy wherever they're going to be. I just want someone else to cook. I want to go to the restaurant. I'm, I want to have a chimichanga, right? Are you with me? Like, oh. And, and you're just like, and everybody that's staring at you while your kids are going crazy, you're like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm eating my chimichanga. Eat your chimichanga, okay? Right? Just having a good time. But we have all these theories of, about parenting before parenting. But you know what? Kids are a blessing. Come, somebody say kids are a blessing. 
Kids are a blessing. Tell your neighbor, today's message is titled, Boatload of Blessing. Boatload of Blessing. If you'd like, you can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app, which is a pretty cool way. I've got all my notes in there for you. Um, so you go into the YouVersion Bible app, click on the More button on the bottom right-hand corner, click Events, and look up Livingstone's Church. Um, and you'll find us all in there, and you have all the lyrics for the songs, you have all, the, all my notes in there, all the links for all the different stuff to sign up for, it's all in there for you. Pretty awesome. All right, Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. You know what? I don't usually do this, but I'm going to go old school for a minute. Can we stand while we read this, this section of scripture? This is old school. Anybody like old school? When I was a kid, you stand for the reading of the word. You remember that? Anybody remember that? I, I remember that. And you definitely didn't wear a hat in church and preach. And you didn't wear a t-shirt and tennis shoes. But we're, we're, we're changing things up, but we're going to go a little old school today. All right, you ready? Luke 5, 1. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Verse 2. He noticed two empty boats on the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Verse 3. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat on the boat and taught the crowds from there. Verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, go, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets for, some, for a catch of some fish. Verse 5, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were full of, fr of fish they began to tear. Verse 7, a shout for help brought their partners into the, in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Come on, somebody. Verse 8, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. Verse 9, for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. Verse 10, his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Go ahead and take your seats. Come on. Is that good? This is going to be some fun scripture to dive into today. Oh, I have a question for you. What is God asking of you? Oh, you see why he changed all my notes this morning? I had this thing prepared on the pool of Bethesda. and it was going to, you know, I'll probably do that next week or the week after now. But I had this, all this stuff and I'm like, no, he wants to talk about this. What is God asking from you? Or another way of putting it, what logic is he asking you to set aside? Woo, woo. We're going to have fun today. Are you ready? Oh, my goodness. Where are my note takers? We have some note takers today? Yeah, we do. All right, here's the first point this morning. I will lay down my logic to pick up God's purpose. I will lay down my logic to pick up God's purpose. And we're going to dive into verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Verse 5, Master, <laughs> Simon replied, right? This is, this is where we're like, wait a minute, I just got done working this whole time, got nothing out of it, and I'm trying to clean my nets, bro. And here you are, you just want, you want to tell me to get back to work? Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, 
Come on. I'll let down the nets again. How many of us are sitting right here in this situation? Simon Peter, he, later it will be called Peter, but right now he's still his name is Simon. Simon was behind on his taxes, as were most of the Jews back then. They're, as they're having to pay, pay taxes to uh, the Romans and, and they're just falling further and further behind. Taxes go up. I don't know if anybody read some of the news out there but about California taxes. They want to double them and all these crazy things. I'm like, dear Lord, how much more can we bleed out? This is exactly how Simon is feeling. He's come to the end of his loan. He's gone out all night, talked his friends into helping him out. He's like, hey, man, I got to pay the bills. I don't know how we're going to pay this off, but I'm just going to go out and I'm going to go fish and I'm going to see if I work all night, maybe I could take care of it. How many of us are living in that world? We're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll move to Texas. Then, then I can not have to pay so many taxes, right? I, I, feel, I see a couple of nods. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a lot better. But what is God asking of us? You did it your way. You tried to do everything your way. You tried to work it your way. And it didn't work. You worked all night. You did everything you could. I'm exhausted. I've got nothing left. And here we are. You're going to, first of all, you asked me to borrow my boat. You didn't even pay rent for my boat, bro. And now you want me to go back to work when I've worked all night? Like I was just getting ready to go to jail because that's what's going to happen next. Right? This is where we need to meet Jesus right here. But if you say so. That's right. But if you say so, but if you say so, Ephesians 3, verse 20 says, Now all glory to God who is able. Somebody say, Able. Who is able? There's Able. There's Able. That's Pastor Able right there. Who is able? That's Able. I'm glad you caught up there, Rob. Good job. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I get it. That's funny. Now all the glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Mm. Mm. This is our God who is working in us, who his power works through us, who can accomplish more than we could ask or think. Come on, Simon's about to learn this right now. In verse 21, glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. For God's mighty power to do a work through your life. We have to lay down our logic. For God to use our life, we have to lay down our logic. Because Simon is a fisherman. He knows how to do this. Do you ever, you ever have that person that kind of comes up to you and they just, they just seem to know better than you do? Are you with me? Right? Uh, we've been hauling our church trailers for the last five years. Can I tell you, I know how to back up a big trailer. But it never fails that sometimes I'll get to, the, get to the yard to go put the trailer away. And there's someone comes out and says, let me help you. Are you, are you, are you hearing me? Maybe you'll relate more to this one. Does anybody have any backseat drivers? Yeah. Passenger seat drivers. Yeah. Right? Right? How long have you been driving? Anybody, anybody been driving for 10 years? Yeah. Anybody been driving for 20 years? Yeah. Anybody been driving for 30 years? Yeah, we, we've got some, we got some expert drivers out here. But somehow, we still have backseat drivers. Hey, hey, Dad. 
supposed to turn your turn signal on 100 feet before you get to the... Hey, hey Dad, you're supposed to look over your shoulder before you... Oh, okay. All right. Oh, is that you, Caden? Do we need to lay hands on some people this morning? Right? The teenagers are all, like, turning red. Like, I don't know what happened. You know what? Even experts can learn something. How many of you... There we go. We're just getting it put in place. How many of you have ever driven over 200 miles an hour? 200 miles an hour. We've got a couple of them. We've got some racers, right? Got a couple of them. In NASCAR, they'll be taking turns at over 200 miles an hour, inches from the wall. Now, let me ask you something, experts who've been driving for 10, 20, 30 years. Have you ever done that? might be important at that point to take some coaching. Because you know what will happen when you're driving 200 miles an hour and you're inches from the wall? Most of us, when we turn and we take turns, we, we turn away from the wall. When you're going that fast, there's, there's a certain vacuum that happens that you actually have to turn toward the wall so that you don't hit it. How many of us, we've been doing things our way for so long, 10, 20, 30 years, I know how to do this. I know the turning radius on my vehicle. I know my life. I know what I've been through. I know where I'm going. You don't need to talk to me about who I am. And then God says, hey, no, you've never done what I want you to do. You've never experienced where I want to take you. Oh, when you, when you start going 200 miles an hour instead of your nice little 65 or 75, depending on 80, 80. It, we're going with the flow of traffic, right? It's safety. It's safety 101. We're going with the flow of traffic in the name of Jesus. But wouldn't we agree that God knows a little bit more about our lives than we do. <sighs> Isaiah 55 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. Oh, man, thanks for putting me in my place, Jesus. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God is trying to do something in your life that you have never experienced before. Never. Now, if you were given the opportunity to go drive 200 miles an hour and, and, and learn that, would you do it? Come on, I've got a few people that are crazy with me, right? I've got some crazies up in here. Some of us are, are afraid to try something new. But I believe God wants to do something new in our lives. He wants to do something in you and through you that you've never experienced before. Here's point number two. I will allow God to show me something new. I will allow God to show me something new. Sometimes we limit God by complaining about our experiences. God, I would try that new thing, but last time I tried a new thing, it bit me. Come on, come on. Yeah. Has anybody been bit by a dog before? Are you, are you leery the next time you walk into a yard with somebody's dog that you don't know? Yeah, right? Especially when, when they're a big dog, right? A big dog. Big dogs are scary sometimes. It's okay, yeah. 
AJ's dog, he, she likes to bark a lot. But once you've been bit before, you're a little bit leery to take that step in the next time. And it's the same thing in our lives, you guys. When we've taken a step of faith and it didn't end up the way we thought it was going to end up, the next step of faith, we're like, nah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You know, last time I had a friend, a good friend, they stabbed me in the back and I don't know if I want to do that again. You know what? I, I think I'll just protect myself. I don't need a lot of friendships. I, I don't need to get close to people. You know, I, you know I, I think it's okay if I just ask them, hey, how's the weather? How have things been? Yeah, that's good. It's good to see you again. You know what? See you later. It's easier to just hide from it. But God wants to do a new thing. He wants to do a new thing in you and through you and for you. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I, I used to be scared to stand on a platform like this and talk in front of people. How many of you, if I just invited you to stand here with me, would freak out? Yeah, yeah, right? You're like, I don't even want people to be looking at me. I don't know if I tied my shoes right. I, I don't, what, what if like one leg is up, the other one's down? What if I didn't wear the same two socks? Like, I don't know. Like, oh, the, the zipper thing? How many of like, we have the nightmare of the zipper thing. Are you with me? Oh my gosh, I have such a funny story of that. My old pastor, Pastor John, I love Pastor John. Pastor John, if you watch this, I, I love you, man. Christmas service. God. It was the biggest service. We had like eight services or nine services that year. It was the biggest service. Come on. And he was teaching about looking through the keyhole to what God is doing. And every time he would bend down like this to look through the keyhole. All of us on the first five rows are like. He's like, when you're just peeking through that keyhole to see what God is doing. I'm like, we don't want to see what God is doing, okay? Like, we really don't. That poor guy did not get the hint the whole time. We were all sitting there like, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, you remember that? We're like, just do it, man, you know? Finally, like, as he said, you know, we're going we're gonna to pray as we finish up service. We're going to pray as we finish up service. And as, as everybody closed their eyes, one of the other pastors ran up there and was like, hey, Pastor John, uh, you need a zip zipper. And, and he goes, dear Jesus. <laughs> so many of us are afraid that that might be us. Can I tell you something? He's okay. He's okay. We, we made fun of him for months after that. But he's still okay. Are you with me? Um, i got to stay off of this square. I'm going to fall off of that one. I know that one. If I, like, run across it, I could probably make the whole, like, stage slide. It would be pretty awesome. We could try that later. But sometimes we limit God by our experiences. We're like, I'm too afraid to do this or try that or do these things because what if it doesn't work? What if he doesn't meet me right there? What if it doesn't work out? Are you with me? But we have to be willing to allow God to, to show us something new. In verse 6, and this time, come on, somebody say, and this time. Wait, it didn't work all the other times. All night long I worked. I'm a professional. I know how to fish. And I'm going to go do this now in the middle of the day. Where are my fishermen at? You don't go fishing when the sun's out, right? But if it's nice and cool of the morning, that's where you find the good stuff. But now we're all done. We finished our, the good time of fishing. Now we're going to fish after you've already preached. I mean, half the fish are sleeping from your preaching, Jesus. You know, like. Now I probably woke them all up, huh? Probably woke them all up. 
And this time, their nets were full of fish. They began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. There is a shift right there, and it's in verse 5 where it says, but if you say so, but if you say so, you know, you might have grown up your whole life and said, well, I'm introverted. How many introverts we got in here? Yeah, you're not going to raise your hand. It's cool. This guy's introverted. Oh, I don't believe you, Pastor. You're making that up. No, I, I, when we were on COVID lockdown, thank you guys. When we were on COVID lockdown, can I tell you how excited I was to wake up on a Sunday morning in my pajamas and not go to church? Yeah, because I recorded it on Tuesday, and they're going to watch it online, so I get to sit in my PJs too and be like, hey, everybody, how's it all going? (laughs) I'm introverted just like anybody else. I like my time to myself. I I keep asking the cruise line guy, my my liaison at the cruise, I I text him every once in a while, hey, when are the the COVID restrictions going to let up so I can go on a cruise? When when can the non-vaccinated people go on a cruise? And he says, well, it's, it's in place until March. So I'm like, dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, let the restrictions be lifted in March so I can go on a cruise and sit in the back you know, in the hot tub. Come on, are you with me? Right? I'm just sitting there dreaming of that. Nobody's with me. Okay, that's fine. It's cool. Ah, come on. But if you say so. But if you say so, something hinges on them, but if you say so. But if you say so, God, if, if you tell me to do it, I'll do it. I'm shy. I can't talk to people. And then he says, no, I want, you to, I want you to tell that person I love them. But if you say so, God, I'll go over and talk to them. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared. Hey, hey, uh, I know this is going to sound weird, but I just think that... Uh, um, uh, G- I feel like Jesus was like talking to me and he wanted me to tell you he loves you. And no, none of you? Like, is it just me? Like, I remember going through those stages going, I don't know what I can handle. I don't know what I can control. This scares the bejeebies out of me. What if they, what if they call me names? Anybody been called names, right? I remember, I remember after that, those first moments, I was like, all right, Lord, but if you say so. I'm going to go talk to the next person. But if you say so, I'm going to go talk to the next person. But if you say so, I'm going to, I'm going to go down to Hollywood Boulevard and I'm going to talk to the weirdest people in the world. Come on. It, it, it was crazy stuff. He's like, no, I don't worship Jesus. I worship like little wolves that are in this thing over here and this is what we do. I'm like, okay, man, well, let me tell you, there's one way to heaven and it's Jesus. And he loves you and he cares about you and he doesn't care how weird you might be worshiping wolves. It's okay. He loves you. Let me show you who he is. Right? It started in one thing, but then turned into another. Listen, God will start to build your faith one thing at a time. You might be like Simon. You're like, I did everything I know to do. I went and did everything I know to do. I said the right things. I treated them respectfully. I, I even gave them space when they asked me to. Right? I, I filled out all the right things. I did the right schooling. And here I am, and I still, oh, I'm not where I want to be. And this time, why is this time going to be different? Because he said so. Because he said so. Because he said so. Too many people failed at building or doing what you want to build and do, but God gave you a vision. And because he said so, 
because he said so. Somebody say, there's a shift at if you say so. There's a shift at if you say so. The next time that God is speaking to you and he tells you to do something, tells you to try something, I don't know if I can do this, God, but if you say so, but if you say so. I don't know about that tithing thing, but if you say so. Come on. This is where God has a chance to tear up your theology. Do you know what the word theology means? It's your understanding of God. That means that every one of us has a theology. We believe something, don't we? We believe God is something, we, or we believe that God doesn't exist. But everyone has some sort of theology. But theology is the discovery of God. You know what science is? Science is the observation of what happens when you do things. That's all science is. It's an observation. So when people say, no, I don't believe in God, I believe in science. Well, when I prayed, this person got healed. That's science. I observed that that person got miraculously healed. You know, I, I, look at, I look at Simon in this situation where he's like, I know how to fish. I know the best places to go. I know how this stuff works. But then God says, no, listen, you haven't done it my way. You've been doing it your way, but you have a gift, Simon. You have a gift. You're a good fisherman, but you haven't done it my way yet. Maybe if you do it at my word, maybe if you do it when I say to do it, things will change, change will shift. Are you with me? All of a sudden, God moves in your life in a different way. When we start to move on, if you say so, he tears up our theology and he sinks our cynicism. Mm. Mm. He sinks our cynicism. As his nets were beginning to tear and the, and the boats were beginning to sink, gosh, all of a sudden, everything he knew and understood was being torn upside down. The, the, this isn't supposed to happen. This isn't how it works. Come on, all of a sudden, if I trust God, if I, if, if I give, if I give my phone to you, I don't have it anymore. That's, that's, that's science. You'll buy me an iPhone? That's so nice of you. I, please, please stop cursing me like that. Don't, don't clap for him. Don't clap for him. Someday he'll be technology, have, have real technology in his pocket. But, but for now, you know, Apple works. For now. I mean, we're all sinners and then saved by grace. Yeah. Let's sink some cynicism, shall we? God will sink your cynicism. All of a sudden, the stuff that you didn't believe when you said, if you say so. If you say so. Does that, does that mean he had like all the faith in the world? Some of us think that we need to know the Bible back and forwards before we talk to somebody about Jesus. No, we don't. You know what? The more introverted you are, the more you inspire people. Did you know that? Because if this introverted, scared person can come and talk to me, well, maybe I could do it too. Are you with me? Oh, it's, it's where you lack that inspires people. It's not how awesome you are. Can I tell you something? It's like the, the prettiest girl in school, a lot of the times is the last to get married because everyone else is intimidated by her. Are you with me? And if you got married really early, it doesn't mean you're not pretty, okay? Are you? <laughs> Don't hear the wrong thing, you guys. You're like, I got married at 17. That's crazy. <laughs> it's okay. 
You're, you're gorgeous. You're made in the image of God. Amen. It's on the other side of if you say so is a boatload of blessings. It's a boatload of blessings. Stuff you didn't even think you wanted, needed, that made you tick. You didn't know those things were going to bless your heart. Can I tell you, when I was in high school and we'd have, we'd have our, our presentation day, does anybody, did you, do you, get, you really get sick on presentation day, right? I've got some school, people who are still in school. Some of you just don't remember. That's okay. But I remember when it was like time to present, like I would get so sick. I was like, oh, I, I can't go to school, mom. I, she, she's like, I know you have a presentation today. You need to go for your presentation. I'm like, but mom, like I'm, I'm going to Ralph. Like I can't do this. You guys, when we start to go after Jesus and we start to get on fire for him and we start to go after him, no matter what makes sense anymore, the logic goes out the window. Like, what if, what if they say this? What if they don't? What if, what if they gave their life to Jesus and their, their entire eternity is transformed because you had a moment of courage? A moment of courage. Come on. I, I know some, I, I get some that are like, you know, Pastor, I get up early all week long. And, and to have to come to church and serve on, a, on Sunday, like that's one of my only days that I get to sleep in. Listen, I know. I know. I know what that feels like. I got, I got Pete back there. I, wave, wave to everybody, Pete. That's Pete back there. He's doing all of our cameras. Pete, it was at, up with me yesterday at 6 a.m. to cook breakfast with, for those guys. We had 60 guys at that conference yesterday. And we're up at 6 a.m. cooking. And, and love, just, just loving it, having a good time, right? right? Todd, Todd was with us. The three of us were out there just, just cooking away. We had so much. It was like the smell of bacon at 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm. It's almost as good as being on a cruise. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you know what? God breaks your cynicism because we had a great time. We had a great time serving those guys, and then we got to be there for the conference and enjoy what God poured into us. Let's not make excuses. It's our excuses that make it to where it doesn't work. What if Simon didn't say, if you say so? What if he just said, hey, listen, you're the preacher. You do you. I know how to fish. You, I let you use my boat. You should be happy enough with that. But we're not going fishing today. We're done. I'm just listening to your sermon before I go to jail. Because I can't pay my taxes. Right? If you say so, if you say so, we would not even know who Simon was if he didn't have his if you say so moment. Huh. We wouldn't know who he was. It would have just been, there was a fisherman who let Jesus use his boat. That would be it. That was all we'd see in that, that, that scripture. But Simon turns into Peter. Peter being, being the, I would, in my opinion, this can be argued, but probably the, mo- the second most influential of the disciples, other than Paul. Paul wrote most of the New Testament. But, but Peter, Peter, Peter led a whole other group of people. Peter, the same guy who's about to go to jail because he can't pay his taxes. Come on. Where are we today? Are we sitting in a place where we're going like, I don't know how long I'm going to make it. I don't, I'm going through a lot. You know, I, I'm, just try, I'm just spinning my wheels. I'm getting nowhere. And God says, hey, go be a part of that church. Help them build it. Hey, hey, you know what? Get that new job, the one that you don't want to get, that's, that you have to get up early for. Get that one. But it pays less. No, listen to me. Okay, if you say so, Lord. 
if you say so. If you say so. Hmm. If you say so. Hebrews 11. Is this some deep stuff? <laughs> I'm hearing some sighs like, oh, shoot. You're right. That's, oh, man. <laughs> Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Verse 2, through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. Doesn't that make you think? Wait, it's through their faith that they earned a great reputation? Not, not by how hard they worked. Not by how many goats they had. or Not by how much they attended church. It was through their faith that people in the days of old earned good reputation. I wonder if we earned our good reputation by our faith today. When people ask, why are you so joyful in these hard times? And you say, listen, I was just as stressed out as you were a, a few weeks ago. But I started to say, if you say so, God. And I started to trust him in it. My circumstances didn't change. It's not like the, the fish just jumped onto the land as soon as he said, if you say so. He still had to go out and put the nets down. Come on, there's still something to do. God doesn't just instantly all of a sudden, well, you said the words, you said the magic words. So here you go. No, we, we still had to go out and, out and do the work. I mean, I just cleaned that up. I don't want to do that again. Anybody like when you clean your house, you're like, kids, put your toys away now. Sorry, Grams, I just, there it is. Anointing coming right there. I'll come spit on you guys. Because you're like, I just cleaned this. I mean, how would, how would Simon feel in this moment? Like being told by Jesus who, you're not a fisherman. You're, you're, just, you're just standing in my boat preaching to all these people. And you're going to tell me to go do this. And I don't know if any of you would feel like Simon. Some of me, I mean, for me, that's, that's where I'm at going like, dude, what the heck? God, I've already given you all I have. Like, what else do you want? He says, oh, you haven't done anything yet. Mm. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that we can see. <sighs> my beautiful bride, she's serving in kids today. But before she was my beautiful bride, she was my girlfriend who did not believe in Jesus. Teenagers, don't use this recipe to go and find your significant other. Come on. This is just my story. This does, should not be your story, okay? But my beautiful bride-to-be, she went to church with me. And when she went to church with me, she heard the pastor talk about tithing, talk about giving. And then as the bucket came by, she saw me put my $20 bill in there. And she thought for herself through the service. Hmm. After service, as we get in the car to leave church, she said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. I'm thinking like, I'm the Christian boyfriend. I, I want to help you to, to, to digest God's word. How can I be of service? Anybody with me? She said, yeah, well, um, I listened to the preacher and when he was talking about tithing, he said, he said something about tithe means 10% and I was thinking about how much you make as a, as a Marine. I know you don't make very much, but I'm pretty sure you make more than $200. 
So she said, so I find it interesting that you want me to have faith in this God that you believe in, but you don't believe what the Bible says. And I got rocked. And I was like, you're right. You're right. I started tithing. And you know what happened when I started tithing? I started seeing God break through in ways I never expected. I started watching him come through when I'm like, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have enough money for my bills. And all of a sudden, I, I was like, but I believe you at your word, God. So here, here's, here's my $500. Here's my, you know, like, I'm believing, Lord. Some of us were like, $500? Like, I don't know if I could ever give that much. And then you think about, what's your 10%? Wait, so we believe in this God who everything that was created, we believe that it exists because he created it. Yet we don't believe him when he says that I will bless you if you do this. Ooh, goodness, come on. I know, this is a hard message. I'm probably going to have like 20 people here next week. (laughs) Preach them down. That's what we learned at the men's conference, preach them down. The smaller the church you have, the more, the more excited they are really about God's Word. That's what they were teaching yesterday. I was like, ah, i got to work on that. Give too much grace, I guess. But as we, as we learn, though, and, and we take that to heart, that's true. Like, okay, God, I, I, if I really believe that you'll take care of me, then I need to let go of my own understanding of how this is going to work. It's the same thing in every decision that you make, how you, how you pick your spouse. Wow, but this one's really good looking. I mean, and, and he has an amazing job. I mean, have you seen his car? Like, and God says, no, I want you to go be with that guy. That's that nerdy dude from Bible study. I don't know. Oh. I mean, look how skinny he is. Like, oh, come on. I'm not telling my story. You know, just, I know some of you, I felt you like feeling bad for me. Like, oh, you, were you the nerdy kid in the... Thank you, guys. Here's point number three. How are we doing on time? We're doing all right. Here's point number three. I will humble myself to experience my heavenly calling. Ooh. Oh, man. You guys, you guys are, like, breathing so hard. I, I'm, I'm, like, breaking, like, so many COVID restrictions with all the deep breaths that you guys are taking. You're like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, the word today. Oh. (laughs) I will humble myself to experience my heavenly calling. Back to verse 8. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. How many of you feel like that? You see, because my girlfriend, who is now my my wife, when, when I asked her, like, what do you think about this? She's like, well, if God is real, then I don't deserve him. And I said, you're right. She didn't like that very much. She's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? I said, none of us deserve him. The Bible says that, that we're not, all of us are sinful and that none of us are good enough, not one of us. And if that's true, then, then we don't deserve his love. But that's the great part about it is that he gives it freely because he loves us. It's because I so loved you that I sent my only son. Are you with me? Come on. We get the love of Jesus that we don't deserve. And then we sit in this place just like Simon Peter, humbled. Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught. 
as were the others. His partners, James and John, sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. I wonder how many people's lives will be changed because you said, if you say so, God. I mean, we got the sons of Zebedee here, James and John, who are impacted by his, if you say so, God. If you say so. All of a sudden, we step out into that new place with the Lord. If you say so, God. If you say so, I'm going to go and, and love on more people. If you say so, I'm, I'm going to go down to Mexico and love the kids down there. If you say so, I'm going to I'm gonna get up early. I'm going to put out the chairs. I'm going to pray over every chair before somebody comes and sits in it because I'm believing, God, that you're going to touch their life. Are you with me? If you say so, God, if you say so, I'm going to tithe and see what my tithe does for other people. All of a sudden, when you're not holding on to things so much and you're not afraid to lose it, what if I don't have this? What if it goes away? If I, if I give it, what will happen? If you start to finally open up and let that thing open up to where you go, God, it's all yours, whatever you want to do with it, he starts to pour in and he pours out and he pours in and he pours out. And there's a blessing that you can't contain, just like I talked about earlier. As we talked about the tithes and offerings, you learn how to stop holding on as tight as you can, white knuckles. And instead you go, Jesus, I'm here to serve you. I'm a sinful man. I don't have it all together. I haven't figured this whole thing out. But Jesus, if you can use me, if you can do something, if you say so. Maybe that's what I should have titled this. But it's the boatload of blessings that's on the other side of the if you say so. It's the blessings that poured out over James and John. It's the blessings for all the people that were sitting on the, on the shore watching that day going like, they're probably thinking, I know, I know who Simon is. Like he, he's a good fisherman, and he has a hot temper. And so um, he kind of mouths off a lot, that, that, that Simon Peter. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> that preacher just, just told him to go out, like to take the nets he just cleaned. And they're probably sitting over there going like, oh, man, I remember what happened at the bar last time with Simon Peter. Like, this is going to go down. You guys, sit down, watch this. Not knowing. So, if you say so, if you say so, preacher, if you say so, teacher, if you say so, Jesus, I'll give it a try. I'll put him out there again. I'll put myself out there again. Maybe, maybe this time my heart will be mended. Maybe this time I won't, I won't respond with fear. Maybe this time I'll see God move. Maybe this time I'll, I'll have a best friend that won't stab me in the back. Maybe this time, if you say so, God, if you say so. This message touching anybody this morning? Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. I love that it says they. Because of Simon's Peter, Simon Peter says, if you say so, all of a sudden their lives were changed. See, some of us, we're praying for our family members. Oh, I hope they get an encounter with God. I hope that they finally come to church and give their life to Jesus. You know what they might be waiting for? You to have an actual encounter with God and not just coming to church. Whew. That's some heavy stuff, isn't it? Oh, we can, all, we can come to church. Was it hard to get here? I mean, I put all those signs out there so that you could find the place. Was it so hard to get here? Somebody put these chairs out so you could sit on them. It wasn't so hard to sit down to listen to the message. But you know, 
It's not that you got here. Now, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Don't get me wrong. I love looking out at smiling faces or even the ones going, oh. But I tell you what, what would mean so much more is that when you leave this seat, that you take this message and you actually live it out. Because all of a sudden you go out there and, and when, when God whispers to you when you're, when you're, when you're, giving to, when you're having lunch and, and you go to put your tip out there and you're like, God says, give her $80. And you're like, $80? My, my whole meal was 50 Why would I give her $80? But if he said so, you go, all right, I'll give her $80. And you give her $80. And you watch what God does. When that girl comes and she starts crying, she says, oh my gosh, this is my third job. I'm, I'm a single mother. I was left and this is what happened. I can't tell you how much this $80 means to me. And that's our obedience. And then you're, then you're thinking like, well, now what? I, now I don't have $80. What am I going to do? And then, then you get to work and you, tomorrow and they say, hey, you just got a raise and you're actually going to make $80 more a week. And you're like, what the heck just happened? This is what following Jesus looks like. This is just one example. As you watch him do one thing after another, after another, it's not about just coming and attending church. We can do that anywhere. You can sit in your pajamas and watch through that camera. And I'll talk to you. And I'll tell you the same thing. Get up off of your couch and go and be the church. Because that's what the church really is. The church isn't in a country club where everybody comes and pretends like everything's okay. A church is a hospital where you come to mend and then you go out and you find other people who need some mending. Are you with me? This is what the church is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be something that we just come and enjoy and, oh, I, the worship was nice and, and, and the preacher, oh, I just like the way he says things. You know, It's not about that at all. If you don't like the preaching or you don't like the worship, it's not so much to do with the preaching or the worship, it's to do with you. Because if you're seeking the Lord, you can hear Him in everything. I remember going to churches that I didn't like that were super boring where there was like just one person singing Kumbaya. And I was like, oh, I don't really like this. But when you engage with the Holy Spirit, you can worship without music. You can sit in a place where your heart is so full and you just want to be with the Lord and you, actually, you understand that worship doesn't mean a concert at church. Worship means that it's a state of my heart toward God. All of a sudden, we don't care who the person is next to us if they're lifting their hands, if they're not lifting their hands, or if they're dancing around and hitting people and spitting on them. We stop caring so much about that because it's about Him. Are you with me? Simon Peter's life was changed forever. He gave up everything. Had to go home and tell his wife, I'm, I can't stay here anymore. Jesus called me. Come on, some of us... If Jesus called us, we're like, well, not if it's at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I mean, <sighs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get up on that stage and share my testimony of what God did. Because like, I'm just scared of talking in front of people. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. I'm not going to tell that big burly guy at the store that Jesus loves him. What if he decks me? Yeah, but what if he breaks down in tears because he needed to hear it? We don't know where people are at. When God whispers to you, don't make him have to whisper to someone else the same thing he just told you. Come on. Whenever I hurt myself and I have to go to the hospital, I'm wondering who didn't pray for somebody in the hospital that I have to go to the hospital. I'm like, gosh darn it, here we go. We got to go pray for somebody in the hospital. I just messed myself up. I'm just teasing. God wants to use you. 
wherever you are at. And your life matters in His kingdom. You are powerful. You are powerful. I want to go back to Ephesians just for a minute. I'm just feeling that again. Verse 21. Chapter 3, verse 21. No, I'm sorry. I messed it up. Hang on. I'm trying to remember where my note was. it all together. Oh, here it is. Verse 20. That's what it was. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. You might not have been able before you walked in here to step out in faith. You were wondering if you could even keep continuing doing life. But it's the power of God all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely, somebody say infinitely, infinitely more than we might ask or think. Infinitely. Infinitely. I know the news, because a lot of us are listening to the news, the news is saying something a lot less than infinitely. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. Here's another restriction. Here's another that. That's not the God that I serve. The God that I serve that's working in me says that he can do infinitely more than I can ask or think. Infinitely more. So when somebody says that, that your marriage coming back together is impossible, but yet you've heard God say that it's going to happen, infinitely more. Come on. Infinitely more. Oh, but you're, you're just a human, you know, you're just a, a man that's after all, you know, like, oh, the sexual immorality, that sin, that stuff. Infinitely more. You, you're not a prisoner to that thing anymore. You're not a prisoner. You've been free the whole time. But somebody talked you into staying in that cell. The door is unlocked, just open it. My three-year-old, my three-year-old, this is, this is a parenting tip if you want this, but when we put him in a toddler bed, I switched his door handle around so you can lock it from the outside. Because I don't want him traveling all over the house when in the morning if he wakes up. Because something bad could happen to him. But you know what? When I wake up, if he's not awake yet, I'll go and unlock the door. And you know what he still does? He walks up to the door and he knocks at it. And if we don't answer after a few times, Dad! I'll just walk up to the door and say, buddy, it's unlocked. Just open it. Click. A lot of us, our Heavenly Father is coming up to us right now saying, the door's not locked. Just open it. Oh, but it didn't work the last time I tried. But this time, if you say so, if you say so, last night as I was eating dinner, I know we've got quite a few new people in here. I see some new faces. and So if this is weird for you, I apologize. I'm going to invite you into my normal a little bit, okay? Um, I hope you've enjoyed the service so far. And what's about to happen is just what God does sometimes. But last night as I was eating dinner, and how I knew it was him is because it didn't make sense otherwise. But I was sitting there eating dinner, and... Um, we have, we have tall chairs at our, at our dinner table, and 
So my, my feet, I had them like dangling behind the, the bar that you put your feet on. I had it dangling behind the bar. And all of a sudden, I felt this pressure on my right ankle. And I, it felt like if I were to step on it, that I would collapse. Like it would hurt so bad that I would collapse. Now, I'm sitting in a chair. My feet are dangling. There is nothing to make any pressure at all. So I thought to myself, this must be for somebody. And so I took a mental note. I'm like, tomorrow I'll need to pray for somebody for their right ankle. So I'm inviting you into my normal. Now understand this. You might think this is weird, and it probably is. But here's the thing. I've watched God heal people right in front of our eyes. I've watched people walk in here with cancer, go back to the doctor, get it checked, and there's nothing. Okay? I'm not saying I'm a magician. I don't have any special powers. But Jesus can do whatever He wants. And He likes to point things out so that He can bless somebody. So is there anybody here this morning that has an issue with their right ankle? Is that you, Crawford? Come here, dude. Get up here. Can they handle that without you? That's fine. Just push whatever buttons you want back there. It's cool. Whatever happens, we'll see. Run up here, Crawford. That ankle's healed in the name of Jesus right now. Run up here. Run up here. What's going on with your ankle, dude? Mm. Mm. Father God, we just thank you right now for the healing of Crawford's ankle. God, that he would have full strength again. God, that he'd be able to walk without having pain throughout the day. That he didn't have to get home and have that, have that aching pain anymore. And so, Lord God, I pray, Lord, that his ankle be completely healed right now in the name of Jesus. That we would watch how you would touch him. And that his testimony of having a completely healed ankle, he'd be able to walk out and share with people. Share with people what God did and how he did it. When he sees somebody else that's hurting and maybe you whisper to him, hey, go pray for them. I'll heal them just like I healed you. Give him the courage to go out and say, hey, I don't, you don't know me. I don't know you, but can I pray for you? Father God, I just thank you for the call on Crawford's life that this is just the beginning. This is the beginning of what you want to do in and through his life. As he takes out this step of faith. As he steps, he is healed. As he steps out, he is healed. If you say so, God, he is healed. Thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Love you, dude. Thanks for serving back there on the sound. Appreciate you. You can skip back there if you want. Just, you know, hop around. Because you got a new ankle. You might as well enjoy it. Might as well enjoy it. Oh, I'm doing so good today. I'm doing so good. Pete, you got those uh, cameras warmed up? Are you ready? <laughs> I warned him that I might get off the stage today. And we're going we're gonna to test his camera skills. <clears throat> I used to get off the stage all the time when we didn't have cameras and I could come out and talk to people and we could see what God wants to do. Get, get in people's business a little bit. What's up, brother? So glad you came. Love you guys. Welcome. Hoorah. Fellow Marines, right? Oh. What did you do in the Marine Corps? What was it? 1812? Tank Battalion. Tank Battalion. How many, how many more? Uh, we have some Marines in here. I'm going to pick the strongest people first. Just kidding. Yeah. This is the Marine Church. You don't have to be embarrassed of that. You raise your hand for real, Austin. Come on. Oh, okay. 
I'm just kidding. Who, who here has served in our military? Can you stand up for me? Get up. Goodness gracious. We honor those who deserve honor. Right? Amen. <laughs> Come on. Now listen. I feel just like you do. I'd rather be sitting. I hated when people would say that. Like, oh, i got to stand up. Like, this is so embarrassing. All I did was sign up for a few years. Whatever the military wanted me to do, that's what I did. I don't deserve, I don't deserve glory. You know who deserves glory? Is the man who gave his life out there on the sand. That's the one who deserves glory. I hated when people would make me stand up for that. But I do want to honor you. Because you could have not come back. You could have been sent over. You could have been in a place where maybe your friend didn't come back. But listen, you are still alive for a reason, men and women. You are still alive for a reason. God taught you leadership skills that, he, that a lot of people have never learned. They never learned how to overcome. They never learned how to fight through. It's, it's when we have this mentality of leadership where we say, hey, listen, no matter what it takes, I'm there. I know as a Marine for me, we, we learned that, hey, the Army gets all the new stuff. We get their hand-me-down stuff. But we can get more done with our hand-me-down stuff than they can do with their new stuff. That's what we were taught. Mission accomplishment. It wasn't about whether or not, hey, we don't have the right tools to get this done. They said, what do you got? Make it work. I believe that God's saying that to all of us right now. What do you got? Make it work. It's about mission accomplishment. He came so that none should perish. That we would watch that all lives, every single person would come to know Jesus. And here I believe that the people sitting here right now, that God is calling you. And if you're watching online, whatever camera's looking at me, they're all looking at me. Whichever one you're watching from, God is calling you to step out, to have faith, mission accomplishment. You have everything you need to get started, to go where God's calling you to go. What's your name, brother? Josiah? Come here, Josiah. I don't know you, Josiah, but we're going to get to know each other. How you doing, my man? Good. How, how old is your little girl? Four months? Dude. First kiddo? Come on. God bless you, man. You, you got all your guns, like, shined up and ready to go? You got to work on that. She's already four months. I mean, practically 21. Practically 21. Let me, let me pray for you, brother. Father God, I just thank you for Josiah. God, I thank you that he has a calling on his life and that his family is called for something greater. And Lord Jesus, I pray for his little girl. God, that you'll teach him how to be a man, how to be the man that she needs him to be. Setting the example, loving on, on her mama in such a way that, that just shows. I, I don't know what you've been through, Josiah. I don't know how you grew up. But I feel like not everything was perfect. Not everything was ideal. Not everything looked good and, and was good and I just believe that you're breaking some chains for your family. I believe that you're going to walk in a way that is going to change the next generation. That your daughter and her family are going to be so much further along than you were. So Father God I just thank you for Josiah. I thank you that you're using him. I thank you that there's a shift happening right now where he says if you say so if you say so God I'll go. If you say so God I'll step up. So God I just thank you right now for Josiah. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Take care of that financial burden. Let it be lifted off him. He doesn't have to carry that weight anymore. It's all about you, Jesus. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Man. Good. It's good to end early now. You just let the Holy Spirit do whatever He wants to do. It's pretty cool, right? Come on. Come on. Mm. 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 I can almost feel how scared some people are that you're gonna He's gonna He's gonna call me out. This is like the most awkward service I've ever been to in my life. What's gonna happen right now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this anxiety feels so fun right now. I can't even tell you. I'm just teasing. I, I love you so much. I, I don't mean to embarrass anybody at all. I just like to, I like to let God do what he wants to do. If you'll be a vessel for God, you'll look weird and you'll make people nervous. It's just going to happen. Right? It's just going to happen. But God's got more. If you say so, right? If you say so, God say so. Your family's going to be so blessed, you guys. So blessed. I just, oh, I feel it. I feel it. What, what is your name, sweetie? Sarah? Nice to meet you guys. Josiah, Sarah, what's your little girl's name? Karis? Karis, that's a cool name. Come on. Mm. Something big for you guys. I just feel that. I just feel that. Mm. Father God, I just thank you. Thank you for being real, Lord. Thank you that church doesn't have to be just a country club. That we can have a real encounter with you. Um, I feel this uh, pain in my back right now. It's on my my left side. Um, kind of like right up there. Right, right up right there. I'm not very flexible. Right there. Well, I don't know if it's like a slip disc. Or something, but it just creates pain, like right, right on the left side, in the middle there, just like sharp pain. Is that somebody here today? You want to leave here with pain or not? It's up to you. Somebody behind me? No. Who is it? Don't be afraid. Who's who's experiencing that pain right there in your back? Right there. I can feel you arguing with yourself. You're sitting there going like, well, mine's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal. Like, it's probably for somebody else. Like, it's not, I, I've dealt with this for so long. Who is it? Who is that? Time to let go. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just sometimes... Did you just say just sometimes after I said just sometimes? Come here, Todd, Yvonne. Come here. <sighs> Father God, I just, I thank you. I thank you for this couple. Lord, I thank you that there's so much purpose in them. And they've been holding up the weight of the world. And that's why it hurts so much. And that's why it's so hard. I almost see you like, I think it's called Atlas, that, that guy that's like holding the world up. It's almost like that same spot where the world would be sitting on his back. That's that pain that you feel. And so God, we just ask, Lord, that because you're the, you're the God of this world, that you can hold the world. So God, we just take the weight off of their shoulders today. We take the weight off of their back today. And we give it back to you. 
the weight of what's next, the weight of the next, next series of life. Father, we just put it all in your hands. And God, I pray just as you're relieving that spiritual pain, God, that you'll relieve the physical pain. That it wouldn't just be sometimes anymore. But instead, it's this time, this is what God did. If you say so, Lord, I'll step out in faith. And this time, I won't be carrying the weight of it anymore. This time, I just get to walk beside you. This time, I get to be carried by you. This time. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No more weight. No more weight. Jesus has got it. He's got it. You don't have to carry that anymore. All done. All done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Love you. Love you. Ah. What do you guys think of my normal? Is it a little, a little too weird for you? I know, right? Come on. Come on. If you're here this morning, you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, I'm going to ask that everybody close their eyes and bow their heads. This is a moment between you and him. He says that if, if you will acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before the Father. This is your moment that you don't have to hold on to who you used to be. That you can have your if you say so moment of going, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk with you. I want to I live my life where you do these things and I get to be with you and have those encounters. If that's you here this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to just raise your hand saying, that's me. You know what? I want the real thing. I want the real thing. I want a real relationship with God. Not just a church attender, but a real relationship with God. I see you, brother. More importantly, Jesus sees you. Jesus sees you. Today's the day where it shifts, where you go from just being Simon the fisherman to being Peter the fisher of men. you're watching online and if that's you, you can put something in the chat saying I'm giving my life to Jesus. If you're watching on our interactive site, you can click on that little button that says raise my hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. And if that's you this morning, it's, it's very, very simple. Jesus paid the price on the cross so that we could be with him forever. So we don't have to be alone. And all you have to do is receive that gift and renounce your old life saying, I give up this old life that I have and I want to walk with you from now on, Jesus. Just like Simon Peter dropped his nets, dropped his boats, and immediately followed Jesus. This is your opportunity to drop it all and follow Him. So if that's you this morning, just raise your hand for me again one more time. And that's me. That's me. There you go. That's me. I acknowledge you before men. Please acknowledge me before the Father. Pray something like this, saying, Dear Jesus, I give my life to you today. I'm holding nothing back this time. I want to make sure that as I go after you, I go after you with my whole heart. Enter into my life, light a light inside of me that kills all the darkness. 
I pray all the darkest, deepest, darkest parts of my heart will be now lit up with your holy light. Father, light me on fire and use me for your good. Use me for your glory. I give my life to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody lift up a shout. Let's worship together for a minute. Stand to your feet. take the valley. If you say so, if you say so, we'll build up the best leaders, the best worship leaders, the best pastors out of this place. If you say so, God, we'll use our skills and talents to go out and touch the world and show you, show them the glory of who you are. If you say so, God, if you say so. <laughs> Boatload of blessings. Boatload of blessings. We're sinking cynicism right now. The blessing sinks the cynicism. Come on. transmission shifting into the next gear just this click just locked in here we're going to the next gear come on church the next gear is right now it's the next gear for the next year come on oh, thank you Jesus thank you Jesus no more country club if you need a country club there's some down the street this is going to be the church where you be the church. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout for Jesus this morning. Glory to you, God. Glory. 
Glory to you, God. Glory and praise. Come on. Power and strength. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory and praise. Power and strength. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Sound good. <laughs> I can feel the roof lifting off and the angels just singing in here. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to ask that our pastoral team come to the front. And if you need prayer for something, for whatever it is, you're believing for healing, you're believing for breakthrough, you're believing to hear God for vision for what's next, whatever that is, our pastoral team is going to be up here and we're going to pray for you. And as we exit, you can leave and do whatever you need to do. Go have some lunch, give some, some waitress 80 bucks, tell me how it went, or whatever it is. But I want to just... If worship team, you just stay up there and keep this vibe for a little while, like maybe like another ten minutes or so. You guys are awesome, and we're gonna we're gonna pray for some people. If anybody's got new fingers, we can give him to be awesome. Gigi, you got healed, didn't you? Gigi got healed. Come on, somebody, so good, so good. But they're gonna play for a little while longer. I'm dismissing you. You can go pick up your kids, do what you need to do. But if you need prayer or want prayer, come up here, and we would love to pray for you. Love you. Have a great week. Love you, man. So good to see you. Love you, man. Glory and praise, power and strength. Worthy is the Lamb of God.